This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Uni Therapy. My name is Kat, and I'm the host. And if you're new to Uni Therapy, welcome. Always welcome, even if you're not new. Just a quick reminder up top that yeah, I'm a licensed therapist, and no, this is not therapy itself. But what we talk about here may at some point lead you to go and experiment with some therapy of your own. So most of you guys have heard my spiel where I talk about how I'm a licensed therapist, but I am a human just like you. And I want to start this episode off with that just because I'm going to be talking about something that I did, and this is an experiment I did in my life. So I'm coming to you as a human being and and not so much a therapist, more of like a human that happens to be one because I just assume I'm making a big gross assumption out there that what I did and what I am going to be talking about today is something that you might have um, some ties to and some feelings to and might relate to a lot at a human level and not as me as an expert level. So I did this thing. And if you're a regular listener or follower of mine, then you know what I'm talking about when I'm, I'm, I say I did this thing because I've been talking about it for a month. And let's talk about what I did. I unfollowed everybody <laughs> on Instagram on my cat.defada account. So I actually used to have like way too many Instagrams. <laughs> I used to get made fun of it a little bit more often then I didn't get made fun of it because I had a personal Instagram, then I had a work Instagram, and then I had the podcast Instagram. And it was very hard to keep all of this separate. And eventually what I did is I just, I didn't delete my personal Instagram because it like has all those pictures and great things on it that I want to keep, but I just don't use it. I'm not even logged into it. If people tag me or send things to me, I don't get them. And I, I put up my last post says that like, I'm not going to be using this. 
So I just have my cat.defada Instagram and then I have my podcast one. And my cat.defada Instagram, I guess I'm just going to call it my Instagram. <laughs> it's very different than my other one. Like I, I post quotes and stories and I might put a, a picture up every now and then from my life, but I don't have this pull to like constantly post what I'm doing in the moment. And I really like enjoy the story aspect of that where I don't feel like everywhere I go and every experience that I have, I'm like reaching for my phone to post about it. I post on that account more from a, a place of really me, the therapist, podcaster type human, not my like personal life, which feels really good to me and actually probably changed why this Instagram experiment, um, I felt things differently than I thought I would because I I already don't have as much. I still do. I don't have as much of a pull to in the moment tell everybody what I'm doing with my life all the time at all. I do like posting on stories and, and creating conversations and, and stuff like that. And then I do have like a close friends group on there where I might post more personal stuff. Like if I do go to some event or <laughs> some of you might be familiar with my niece, Addie, um, I post a lot more of videos with like my family and stuff like that with my nieces on my close friends because I just don't think that I always need to share my whole life with everybody on the internet all the time, which we'll get to. I'm like getting so far ahead of myself. <laughs> I can't help it because I wanted to make this episode literally the week after I started this experiment because it didn't take long for me to come up with all of these lessons and, and figure out all these things. It took a couple days really. And <laughs> I did say I was going to journal every day. And I will also say that I had good intentions too. I journaled one time. I took some notes down and I like wrote things randomly in my phone as I noticed them, but I really struggle with journaling. I also told myself I was going to start keeping a diary every single day because I found one in my grandma's house in January where I found a bunch from like this woman from like the 20s, like a long time ago. And I thought it was so cool to go back and read them. And then I was like, I'm going to do that. And I bought two journals and I did it for probably, probably a month. I need to get back into that. I would love to get back into that. You know, I'm a big fan of journaling, but uh, I do struggle. I do struggle to be consistent. Anyway, the the point of me saying that as I, I said I was going to journal about this, I did once and then I took some notes. Also, side note, a very, very great lawyer told me one time, there's really no point of us talking about what you wish you would have done and what you wish you wouldn't have done because we can't change the past. All we can talk about and all we can do is work on the future and what we can do with what you've already done. And I was like, okay, cool. That I'm gonna take your advice. So let's like get into this. Um, so I unfollowed everybody, and a couple of things influenced me unfollowing everybody. If you're like, why did you do that? And also, like, don't people like deactivate their accounts? Isn't that what people do when they want to like cleanse or figure things out? Maybe they do. However, I'm not a huge fan of this like all or nothing black and white thinking. And I knew I was going to have Instagram again. So rather than going on like this hiatus where I don't post or see anything or anything like that, I wanted to do things a little bit differently and I wanted to see how I would show up 
and what would change about how I use Instagram if I wasn't seeing everybody else's content. I could still create content and I could still show up on there. I could still connect with people through messages and comments on my stuff, but I wasn't getting inundated by everybody else's stuff all of the time in that month. So a couple things influenced me wanting to do this. One was an incredible conversation that I had with Nabiha Syed, who um, was on the podcast a couple months ago. And you can listen to that episode. It's called Taking Power Back Over the Internet. And we just had an awesome conversation about how Instagram kind of like takes our power away. And we actually have a lot of power and agency over it. We just forget that and we have to remind ourselves. So that was the first thing that got me thinking about it because she told a story about somebody who had done this. And I was like, oh, that seems great. Like, I want to try that. And then I experienced something in my personal life that I was just feeling like sad about. And I kept getting like deeper, like pangs of sadness every time I opened Instagram because I was seeing something that, um, and I, I bet some of you guys have had these experiences. I was seeing something that I wanted that a lot of other people had and it didn't feel good. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to stop hurting my own feelings because I'm the one that keeps opening up my phone and seeing this. And if this is not a good time to stop looking at the highlights of everybody else's life, when else would be a good time? So that's why I did it. And that's why I did it now. Now, before we get into it, I would like to say I love social media. None of this is about like bashing social media. I didn't do a bunch of research about like the behind the scenes and the like conspiracy theories of all that. This isn't like a uh, social dilemma episode, which that was a very good documentary, but this isn't that. This is not about convincing people to not like social media or not use it because I like it and I use it and I'm going to continue to use it. It's more about how do we figure out ways in which social media isn't helping us and then ways in which we do enjoy it and how do we figure out ways where we actually are controlling how we're using social media versus social media is controlling us. And there are ways to do it. I'm here to spread the good news. The hope is that you don't have to be controlled by your Instagram. You don't have to be controlled by the content on Instagram. You just have to figure things out and what is controlling you and why. And it's helpful to gain some evidence of, okay, yeah, I hear people say that it's not helpful to see this, this, and this. I hear people say it's not helpful to follow these kinds of people. But until I really experience and I really know inside me why that's not helpful, I have less buy-in to do it. It just feels like a nice concept, you know? So 30 days, I gave myself 30 days, unfollow everybody. Also, <laughs> this is funny. The day that I decided to do this is the day that like the next or the next days when Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram like got shut down or all that stuff happened. And I thought it was me. I was like, oh my gosh, Instagram is locking me out of my account because I unfollowed too many people. <laughs> no, it was not a personal attack on me. And then also they make it really hard. And I don't know why I didn't look into it. You can only do so many things within like a certain amount of time on Instagram. So I could only unfollow like 200 people at a time. And I was following a lot of people. And so it took me like probably two days to actually unfollow everybody, which I feel like it should be easier to do that. You should be able to select all, but you can't. So maybe on the next update, they'll allow us to select all. Who knows? Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something 
very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you You Need Therapy after you check out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So now that you guys know, I mean, I love I love Instagram. I love social media. I think it can be a great and helpful fun tool. At the same time, I think that through the evolution of it, things have gone from a helpful way to connect, right? And express and stay in touch with people and into this addictive program that kind of steals our time and our self-esteem. So this experiment was to give me space, really just to see how I can identify how I can find a way to use Instagram for good in a way that doesn't encourage me to feel bad about my life. And before this experiment, I would say that Instagram was using me. Like I was like an, felt like an employee of Instagram and I was a very good employee in the sense that like they were controlling and telling me what to do without me even knowing. Now, before I did this, how I, I believe I was using Instagram, I was using it for a bunch of different ways. I was using it for work. So as a marketing tool, I was using it for fun, um, watching videos, reading funny memes, all of that entertainment. Um, I was using it as a distraction in a way to dissociate when I was overwhelmed. Like I, when I just wanted a break, instead of just like laying and like meditating or like breathing, I'd get on Instagram and scroll and dissociate that way and and take my mind off of like actually what's going on, which didn't actually take my mind off of 
we'll get into it. Um, and then I use it as a means of self-regulation in terms of self-esteem. So it was like a marker, right? Based on followers and likes and what other people are doing, what other people looked like and other people's weekends and other people's vacations. So I used it as a way to either boost or attempt to boost my self-esteem at times, which feels so icky to say. And it wasn't a conscious thing that I was doing. I wasn't like, oh, this is going to help boost my self-esteem. It's something that just I noticed that I was doing. And then I used it as a way to connect, like a way to stay in touch with friends and a way to stay in touch with acquaintances or people who aren't really in my life. But like, I would like to stay in touch with you. Maybe like people I have had conversations with on the podcast, right? Like those people aren't going to be in my life every day, but oh, I had this connection and this experience with them and I, I'd like to stay in touch. So not just friends, but with like acquaintances and then like also like random people that I would never have met at all if it wasn't for the internet. And then I also was using it as a way to kind of like spy on people or like, I guess we say stalk people from my past or people I'm just curious about. So I used it as a way to like get information about people that I wouldn't otherwise not have access to. And really how I want to use it and how I wanted to use it is for work. Like I I think that's great. I want to use it for a connection and I want to use it to uh, maintain contact with close friends. And this is one of the things that I learned is that like, I think I want to use social media to help me stay connected with like family and close friends, maybe some like acquaintances, but I don't need to stay in contact with every single person that I've ever met in my life or every person that I think like is cool or not cool. You know what I'm saying? right? And then I want to keep using it for fun because I think that is like an exciting part of social media is that it is entertainment and then inspiration. So I think that uh, social media can be a way to find inspiration, whether it's for work, whether it's for just your um, emotional mental health life, whether it's for projects or decor or style. I think that's a really cool way to find inspiration. And I want to keep being able to do that. So I'm going to talk about three main things that I noticed. And in this, I will, I will say, and I think I said this earlier, what I thought I would feel and find was a little bit different than what I did. Like, And it wasn't bad. And I, I attribute this to the fact that my old personal Instagram, I kind of like preemptively did this work on accident, like last year when I stopped using this account, because I follow followed way more like people from throughout my life rather than like people I met through the podcast or um, the therapy world and just like the industry and mental health and stuff like that. It was more, I guess you could say everyday people. And then I posted and I curated my life a little bit differently over there because that was my personal like me. And I look at my Instagram now as a mixture between like my work and and me. It's like a mixture. It's not just my work and it's not just me. It's a combination. This is what I learned. Number one, what I noticed is I was following way too many people that I did not care about. I um, feel kind of icky saying that because like as a human, I care about all humans, but like I don't care to know everything that you're doing all the time. Like I just noticed that as I was unfollowing people, I'm like, what in the world? Why did I think that I needed to know everything that this person is doing? 
And it just felt like kind of strange as I was doing it because it just felt like this normal thing that we all do is we just like follow people. And I think I want to remind us that it's like not normal to know that much about people's lives. And it felt like it was some unwritten rule that like you have to follow people who follow you and like not following people can be seen as mean, like when actually it can literally mean nothing. Right. And I have to admit, I've said things like they don't even follow me or they didn't follow me back or stuff like that. And like, what is that? Like, why does that matter? We take it so personally when there's so much more in that of why somebody would follow or not follow you. And nobody owes us a follow. Like that's saying like you, you better be interested in, in looking at everything I put on the internet and like, we don't have to be interested in that for multiple reasons. It doesn't have to be, I literally don't care about you. It just could be like, I don't want to see that. There's a million reasons. And I just don't think that people should feel obligated to know random things about our lives or the content we're putting out, right? So like I write a lot on my Instagram page and I think it's totally okay for people to be like, she writes too much and like, what is she talking about? And I don't agree with her and I don't want to follow her. That's okay. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to read my posts. You don't have to watch my stories. Like it's totally okay for you to say not for me. Yeah, social media is just very weird. And if you think about it and about the way that it's currently used, like our brains and our eyes have constant access to what people are doing all of the time. Well, kind of. We have access to what people want us to think they're doing and what people want us to see. And it's a very curated expression of life. And we know this, but we also don't know at the same time. Like we know it, but we don't feel know it, if that makes any sense. And I don't think our mental health and our brains and our psyches are equipped to handle this much information about other people, in my opinion. It's like overload. And I think that we're being normalized to have an overload of information. It's okay to not want to know what certain people are doing. It doesn't mean you don't care about them necessarily. It just means you don't want a constant stream of available comparison at your fingertips. Maybe, maybe that's your reason. For me, that's my reason. So this is also why I want to continue to use it and follow my actual friends because I followed back a lot, not a lot of people, but I followed back people and I'm going to continue to follow back people as I like remember and and see stuff but I do want to keep following my friends and the people in my life and that feels different than following like an acquaintance or somebody I was friends with 10 years ago or somebody I met once or something like that because I don't just see my friends highlight reels I see their insights too so I get to see the celebration of things they post and I also know that that isn't the whole story and again we know that like we know that and we know this about everyone and what people post like we this is something that's talked about on social media all the time but it's hard to actually feel no it's hard to actually like feel and experience that and believe that inside of you when you only get one side of the story still. And this is also part of the reason I think that we need to be a little bit more honest with ourselves about comparison. Because even if we say we try not to compare ourselves, we do. It's natural and it's a human reaction to seeing something. It doesn't always mean that it's bad, but it's a knee-jerk reaction and it's kind of programmed into our culture. And I think there like seems to be this like strange imaginary scale that we measure the goodness of, of life on or the goodness of us on or just goodness in general on. There's this like scale. And Instagram helps take that scale and makes it tangible right? So now we can actually measure goodness or value or whatever on likes and comments and follows and DMs and all that stuff. I just don't think that um, it's necessary. 
because this strange imaginary scale that now we have tangible measures for, like, isn't even real if we really think about it because we're measuring certain parts of people's lives, not people's lives. That was one of the first takeaways. Like we just tend to follow people and think that we have to follow people that we don't need to follow. We don't have to follow. And I just want to take the obligation out. So, and I even say that with like, you can unfollow me. Like you don't want to see my stuff. Like that's totally cool. I'm going to try really hard not to take it personally because I feel that way about other people. And it's not always personal. And even if it is personal, it's okay if somebody doesn't like us. It's okay. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but like it's okay for somebody to not want to follow along with your life. And it's okay for you to not want to follow along with somebody's life. It's okay if you don't want to see it, which leads me to number two. It feels very good to not know what other people are doing. There was an initial couple of days where I was like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what my friends are doing. I don't know. Like, I think I texted Amy something about like, I'm missing pictures of Maggie, her cat. And so she like sent me a bunch of pictures of Maggie, I think in her Halloween costume or something in the very beginning. But like, there's this initial of like, oh, this is how I used to like know people and, and what they're doing all the time, obviously. And so for a second, I was like, ah, I feel like a little bit left out. And then it started to feel just really good. I felt so free, like free. And I wish I could find accurate words to express the freedom that I experienced, like not knowing what anyone else was doing or saying or thinking. And it was like an ignorance is bliss type thing. Like it really was. In the last 30 days, I got to be obsessed with what I was doing, where I was, what I thought. I didn't have thousands of things to compare my Saturday night to or my pictures from my night out with my friends on Halloween. And I wasn't just knee jerk reacting, opening up my phone and scrolling while I was places like I was present and I got to be so present. And again, I was still posting, but I also had less of a desire to post because I was like, oh, like I just get to do this when I want. There's no competition here. I'm not seeing what they're posting, so I have to post it. I'm not getting an idea to post this because they posted that. I'm not feeling less than, so I have to get some like shot of dopamine, so I need to post this. Like I was posting more of just really when I wanted to and what I wanted to. And it felt very good to be able to be obsessed with what I was doing. And I think that's a good thing. I want more of us to be obsessed with our own lives rather than the lives of other people. And people wanted to know, like, what did your feed look like? And my all my feed was like my posts and then ads. So there was no interest in in me scrolling through that. So it was very cool. It was just me. And when you get to compare yourself to just you and your, your baseline and you like yourself, you simply get to keep liking yourself without any extra work. Like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't have the right words is what I'm trying to say. Also, it is so, 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 so nice to find out things about people in person and to have intimate conversations where someone's telling you about their vacation or their new relationship or a hard day at work or a promotion or, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know as much about people's lives and I probably have missed some things and that's totally okay. It's okay not knowing everything about people. Like, I'm totally cool. I did not die. I'm not suffering in any way. Like, And it's okay not knowing things about pop culture. It's okay not knowing everything about the news. Like we can stay informed to an extent and we can be in charge of when we want to be informed and how much. So if I want to see what's going on with Kim Kardashian, 
I can go look up E News's Instagram. I can go look up her Instagram. I don't have to follow it and I don't have to have it in my face all the time. If I want to know what's going on in the news and the world and politics, I can go Google that and find that out. I don't have to have a constant stream of that on my feed that is encouraging me to keep clicking and keep scrolling and keep doing. And like I said, when it comes to my personal life, I didn't know as much about people and what they were doing. Like I missed things. I missed birthdays. I missed, I don't know, like announcements of things. I missed people going on trips, but it fostered more space for me to enjoy my life and be in my own life. And then with that also, it created a deeper opportunity to connect with my people. So I found myself calling people more often and I do not like talking on the phone. I found myself texting people more often, which takes more effort. Yes but it feels better to me and it felt more real and I felt more connected as a human. And to an extent, I felt a little bit more special because I was having intimate one-on-one conversations or group conversations in person rather than finding everything out about these people who are my friends on the internet. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I'm going to like sidetrack for a second. It kind of reminds me of this experience I had in high school where, oh my gosh. Okay. So this guy was having a party and I think it was the theme. It had a theme and I want to say it was like CEOs and office hoes, which one like barf, I could go on about the problem with that theme in general and the theme for a party of like a bunch of 16 year olds. But however, the day of the party or like the week of the party or some, some time around the party, I was told that it was canceled. No big deal. I didn't really drink much in high school. And at that point, I wasn't, I didn't drink at all. Like if I would have gone to that party, if that party would have happened, I wouldn't have been drinking. However, I found out that the party was actually not canceled. 
they told me and another one of my friends who also didn't drink that it was canceled because I guess the invite list got too big and we would just be like, quote unquote, a waste of space since we weren't going to be drinking. And again, you guys, you might be like, oh my gosh, you have to remember, like these are 16 year old, 17 year old, 18 year old brains. So I'm not mad at these people at the time. Yes. My feelings were very hurt, but these aren't adults that are doing this. These are people who don't have a fully developed brain yet. And so the empathy wasn't really fully there. So don't be too hard on these people. Not a nice thing, but we're not still mad. (laughs) My point in telling the story is that until I actually knew I wasn't invited to the party, everything was fine. I was actually working at the mall. I was working a shift at limited two when I found out probably like stocking the candy shelves or something. Cause that was like one of my favorite things to do is organize the candies. Very weird or fold clothes in the back. Or I also loved breaking down boxes and taking them to the recycling because it took like an hour to do that. And then I didn't have to talk to anybody. Also like RIP limited two is gone. So I miss that store. Would like it to come back. Anyway. So I was fine until I found out, like I only felt sad and hurt and angry when I discovered that I wasn't invited to the party um, that all my friends were at. And this is the essence. The reason I bring this up is because this is the essence of how social media can be. You are constantly seeing all the things you weren't invited to, literally and figuratively. Yes, the parties. Yes, all of the parties that you see on all of the events and all the social things, but also the engagements people are having, the pregnancies, the job promotions, the weight loss journeys, the the weddings, the vacations. Like you get the point. You're seeing everybody else's stuff and like I'm okay and I like love my life and I'm like doing the thing. I have some sadness about things I don't have, but that's all right. But I don't get super, super, super bummed out until I see how everybody else it looks like is getting that stuff except me. Everybody else is quote unquote being invited to the party of whatever it is that thing that you want whether it's to be included or to have something. So you're fine until you see that over and over and over again. We're seeing over and over and over again all the things we do not have and the things that other people do, and we don't see the things that those people don't have. And I just don't think that's necessary. I just don't think it's necessary for us to like have in front of us all the time. Now, can we completely get away from that? No, but we can find ways to have less of it shoved in our face. So number one, I noticed was following way too many people that I actually just didn't care about in the sense to know everything about their life, not like care about them as a human being. And then also it felt very good to not know what people were doing. And I think that I thought I was going to feel more left out, but really I had that initial like, ah, I don't know how to function without knowing. And then I was like, wait a second, this is nice. And it's actually helping me connect more with the people that are really important to me. Okay. And then three. So this is the hardest one for me to admit. I almost didn't keep this in here, but I just felt like it would be doing a disservice and not telling you because I think a lot of people might relate to this. And this is probably one of my favorite parts and my favorite takeaways of this experiment. The one time I journaled, this is kind of what I was journaling about. And it was in the first couple of days. And I had this initial like weird feeling about like, this feels so egotistical that I'm like unfollowing everybody, but I still want people to follow me. Like I had a a fear of like, oh no, at first I was like, what if people unfollow me because I'm unfollowing them? And then, oh man, what was going to happen to like my community of followers and my numbers and my blah, blah, blah. And I hate saying that. Like I really do hate admitting that. I do. I really do. I want you guys to know that. But it did matter to me at that point. And through me kind of digging into like, why am I worried about this? And like, 
this feels egotistical. Where is my ego? How big is my ego? What's going on? Like, do I need to pay attention to that? Like, where's my narcissism showing up? And it came down to this idea that like, I really want people to think I'm important. And that's just me being very honest. And again, I noticed this the first couple of days. It started with the people are going to unfollow me. Then like, this is egotistical. Like this experiment feels narcissistic. And then I was like, wait a second. Like I want people to think I'm important. Now, I do also think some of the like, I don't want to lose my whole following is rooted in the podcast and the community and, and being able to grow that and promote that and using this, this as a marketing tool. But there is a part of it that's rooted in the desire for people to care about me which I just talked a lot about how like it's okay to not care about people, but also it's okay for, to want people to care about you. But to me, that feels very real and there's just nothing wrong with it, even though it, it seems a little tough for me to to say, like I need people and I need attention and I, I need validation just like the rest of you. And that's what I'm saying when I'm coming to you today as a human and not so much as a, as a therapist. What I want us to look at if you're kind of grabbing onto this idea as well is is to look at our relationship with the constant contact and followers and our ability to identify love and care in that. I think what social media has done in my brain is create a endless cycle of more is better. And if more is better then even more is even better. And it's hard to shift into a quality over quantity mindset in this space. And going back to what I was talking about earlier is like an obvious reason you may come up with of why somebody is following you is that they care about you. They care about what you're doing. They care about what you have to say. And that feels really good. And while that may be partly true, that could be true for a lot of people. We don't necessarily always know that. That's not always why somebody's following you. That's not always why somebody's watching your story. That's not always why somebody's liking your post. And I was talking to my own therapist a couple of weeks ago. She's very good at challenging me kindly because, you know, I can come off as, you know, a know-it-all and I'm fine in therapy as a therapist. <laughs> and in the past, we've wrestled this, this idea of like, I love myself yet. I still need X, Y, Z. And I spent a lot of time on that in my past working with her. Then recently I made a comment about part of my life being unfair because I work so hard at this one thing and I still can't seem to get what I want. I still can't seem to get that one thing, but I work so hard at it. And I also know that I deserve it. And so we were talking about that. And then we started talking about working hard and what I've done to get my needs met in my life. And then unexpectedly light bulbs and like watery eyes came in. Uh, I didn't cry, but it's really also because we ran out of time. <laughs> but what came out of that conversation is we went back to this idea and this truth that I didn't feel very important growing up. I didn't. And it wasn't because my parents didn't love me or they weren't present and available and, and good parents. That has, that's not why. It's because I had a lot of experiences that didn't feel so great. And I created conclusions and made up stories about those experiences to help me make sense of them. And what I came up with was I wasn't very important. I wasn't very wanted. I wasn't, we're not going to go all into it, but that that's some of it. And guess what? creating content that people care about and seem to care about and want to see and want to hear and want to watch has been a great way for me to feel important. It's been a great way for me to combat, not heal that old wound from when I was really young. And maybe for you, it's like posting pretty pictures or creating carousels of vacations and parties and evenings that people ooh and ah at in your comment section. Maybe it's people wanting to know where you shop or where you got a pair of shoes. Like Instagram gives us all this monetarily free, like this 
free tool that helps us get a manufactured version of a basic and justifiable need, this need to feel important, which when we narrow it down can be another way to feel cared about and to feel cared for, which I mean, are you full circling this, right? How much, how many times have I said like care in this episode? And I realized that I looked at Instagram as a way to prove something, you know, like to prove something, to prove that I'm important. And actually I have nothing to prove. Like I really don't like I know and I can know feel that I am important and I don't have to have this tool to give me that. And if no one liked my content and if nobody followed me, then I would still be the exact same person with the exact same heart. It doesn't change me. It doesn't change my importance. It doesn't change my values. It doesn't change my worth. And my Instagram is not a full reflection of me. So it's kind of like cheapening my importance as well. So one of the biggest things takeaways I have I've had from this experience is that social media has this opportunity to bring us the idea that people really do care about us or they don't. Like we assume if somebody is watching something or following us or likes our picture, we assume that they're paying attention. And if they're paying attention, then we're important. And if I'm important, then people care about me. And if I, if people care about me, then I have value. And if I have value, I'm worthy. And if I'm worthy and I am, I am good and if I'm good, I will get the things I want. We could keep going. And that, that stream might be different for you. But here's where social media, specifically Instagram, manipulates us in that it helps us manipulate ourselves. We create false narratives that help put band-aids. These are, this is band-aid on a wound rather than heal the wound. If I can gain more of a following, then I'm more important. More people watch my story, then I'm more important. More people comment on this post, I'm more important. If more people like this, I'm more important. If more people DM me, I'm more important. And if I'm more important, that means that I'm cared about. And if I'm cared about, I'm worthy. And if I'm worthy, I'm going to be wanted. Don't we all want to be wanted? The problem is, I can create the biggest following in the world. And maybe the part of me who felt alone and not important and maybe unwanted gets covered up, right? The issue here is that at what expense does this thing get covered up? At what expense? What is it going to cost us? Because do I now have to curate content to be wanted? Is that what makes me important? My content? My pretty picture from my vacation? My bikini body? Like, what is it that's making me important? What are these people seeing? And what do I have to keep producing? And we may have covered up a wound, but are we tending to it? And are we caring for it? Probably not. So then what we've done is we've created this monster we have to feed. And because Instagram wants you to stay on Instagram, for as long as possible so they can send you more ads so you can buy more things so they can sell more ads so they can make more money and all of that they're going to help you feed the monster as well so here's where i am now because i want us to heal the wounds i don't want us to cover up the wounds i don't want us to dissociate from the wounds i don't want us to ignore the wounds i don't want any of that i want us to be able to heal them and so Part of that is just being honest, right? So part of being able to heal something is acknowledging it, right? Can't heal something you are refusing to acknowledge. And if we can step back from what we're doing and how we're manipulating Instagram, we can look at, okay, how are you using this in an unhealthy way? And then what do we actually need to do in that area of our life? So here's what I'm doing. I'm going to allow myself to be very picky about who and what I follow. It, again, seemed to me that I had to follow everyone because if I didn't, I was rude or mean or something like that. And it's not. Like, there's really nothing. I keep talking about this, but there's really nothing else to say. It's just not mean to not want to follow somebody. And I'm also okay if people want to unfollow me. Like, I really am. I wondered if that would feel different. I wondered if that would shift or change. And, like, 
I also wonder if that would feel different if I still had that old account. I guess we don't know and we don't have to know because I don't have it. But I'm okay if people don't want to follow me because it's not a reflection of how important I am or how cared about I am. I'm also just not watching as much on Instagram and I'm not watching as many stories and I'm not scrolling as much. And I actually started enjoying not having content to look at because I still don't follow as many people. I follow people now and I'll probably follow more as I like, again, be like, oh, my best friend, I forgot to refollow you. But I don't have as much to see on my feed. And so there's not as much content to like take in. And also through this experiment, I really, I'm telling you guys, it's shifted the way I feel. I really just don't care as much about knowing everything. And then I'm also the third thing, I'm not following a lot of influencer and educational type accounts. I'm following some, but I picked a few that I really liked. And then that's that. And I'm, of course, like as time goes on, I might find new ones, but I don't need to follow every therapist and every meme account. It's already hard enough. And to be inundated with like 600 different posts about attachment and trauma and this and that, and I just don't need it all. And it gets to be that simple and you don't need it all either. Like there's a, such a thing as information overdrive. And if I want to look at something, I can go search it and I can Google it and I, or I can find them on Instagram. If their account is public, I can look at it when I want to look at it, but we don't need to have just a constant scroll of information or I don't need to have a constant scroll of information like that. I don't have it in me to see that all the time. And so in kind of a conclusion of this, remind you that this all came from a place of wanting Instagram to be and continue to be a good, fun thing. Instagram is allowed to be fun. It is fun. It's allowed to be helpful. It is helpful. It's allowed to be an amazing tool to help grow a business and promote your people and celebrate your people and celebrate things. It's allowed to be all that. But we have to find agency and power within ourselves. And so to find agency and power within ourselves, we have to find where we're getting our power taken away. And for me, part of my power being taken away was because I felt like I needed to produce and be a certain way based on what I was seeing out there to continue to feel and like keep up with the Joneses and be important. So we have to remember that we're in charge of how we use it. And to do that, we also have to deconstruct these unconscious messages that Instagram in the world has kind of like put inside of our brains. One being that knowing what everyone is doing all the time is normal. It's not. Also the idea that I need to know what other people are doing. You don't. And then Lastly, when people don't follow me, it means that they don't care about me. If they don't follow me, that means something negative about me. Those are all ideas that we just got to deconstruct. And then we can construct these ideas. We can like our lives without anyone else liking them. We can have fun without anybody else knowing about it. We can have experiences that people don't know about and they're still meaningful. And it's more important for us to do it for ourselves and do it for the gram. That's a huge one. Now, I hope that you guys decide to do whatever you want to do with your Instagrams that feels right for you. This was just something that I wanted to do for me um, and something that's been helpful for me. But I hope that we can all just put out content that we like and that gets to be enough. I'm starting to look at my Instagram page like a little love letter to myself and that might sound weird, I know, but I mean it in this way that I'm going to post and say and show things that I think are important regardless of the world because I think I'm important and I know I'm important. And that feels so loving. And the feedback that I get or I don't get doesn't get to change my mind. And what other people are posting doesn't get to change my mind about how I feel about what I'm putting out there. So there you guys have it, my Instagram experiment. Now, as always, I hope that this episode was helpful to you and it's allowed to be helpful in different ways. I think different people might get different stuff out of this, but I hope you get what you need. And 
with that, I hope you have the day that you need to have and you create the content that you need to create for you. And I will see you on Wednesday for Couch Talks. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.